The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Make Life Work, the show that explores people and culture and shares some ideas on how to improve both. Your host is Kathy Ellis, and she will entertain you and share insights on how to make life work. Now, here's Kathy Ellis. Hello, this is Kathy, and thanks again for tuning in to Make Life Work at the Empowerment Channel on voiceamerica.com. Today, we're going to be talking about transitioning into retirement, and I have a guest with me, Ms. Doris Jones. She's a licensed clinical social worker, and she's been working for nonstop, we were talking earlier this morning, nonstop for 48 years. And let's see, she's originally from Generet? Generet, Louisiana. Generet, Louisiana, and she now lives in Roseville, California. Doris attended Grambling State University, where she continues very much as an involved and active alumni, alumna, and she studied social work at San Francisco State University. Doris is dedicated to the health and well-being of people and community. She donates a lot of her time working with young women and girls, and as a member of the Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority, she just joined 22,000 sorority sisters in Alabama for its 67th dinner, where they set a Guinness World Record of the largest plated dinner ever. She said everybody ate at the same time, that the wait staff got all the plates on the table for 22,000 people. It's remarkable. With what, white dresses on. Oh, everybody saw pictures <laughs> with everybody with white dresses on. What was that like? It was incredible. We walked in and it was just magical. Oh, fun. And we were all seated. We shared the meal together and the program and the wait staff was just marvelous. It's incredible. Some of them were afraid because they were, you know, they, because, you know, for them, they probably had not served that many women with white dresses on. So there was some fear about, do we drop something on these white dresses? But uh, we, the largest uh, we had before was in uh, uh uh, Washington, D.C. for our 100th anniversary, and this topped that one. So wow. we will be in the Guinness World of Record, I, I do believe. Isn't and that fun? Yes, it was so much. It was so much fun. Doris and I go back, we go way back to 1987, where she and I worked for the same agency, and she was my supervisor at that point in time when I was working on my internship hours for my counseling license. And today we're just dear friends, and I'm very grateful Doris came up to my home today to do this interview with me and we had a little breakfast this morning in Nevada City so welcome to Nevada City Doris thank you thank you 
Um, one thing I wanted to also mention that you only because I know of a lot of grandparents and parents out there dealing with similar things for you, you raised, helped raise or raised your grandchildren. My daughter has MS, mm-hmm. and when she was diagnosed and we realized that there might be some challenges for her, she lives with me and my two granddaughters. Mm-hmm. I have a 21-year-old <laughs> and a 12-year-old. So I'm in that interesting place of being retired and coming home and helping to parent the children with her as well as parenting her. Right. So it's it's truly an interesting um And what is it you did this balance. morning before you came out here? Before I came here this morning, I took my... 12-year-old, who's an 8th grader, to Bujan uh, Middle School to pick up her classes and her planner and get ready for classes that start on Thursday. So it just continues. And prior to that, I was up every two or three hours getting a text from my oldest granddaughter driving back home from, where was she, San Diego. Mm -hmm. So... I, it's an interesting role. Mm-hmm. It is interesting. And when you talk about retirement, you know, 10% of uh, children are being raised by the grandparents. Yeah. 20% of children are being raised by a non-parent gar- uh, relative, but 10% are being raised by grandparents. And I've worked with plenty as you have too, and you are one of those folks where you're retiring, but yet you're really raising children. It must be a strange place to be. It's a strange place to be because when I, when I started to think about retiring, the thing that I knew that I was going to do was travel. <laughs> I was going to travel. I was going to leave, you know, three or four months and go someplace new and have fun. And But at this point, it's not something that I can do exactly. I had to modify. Mm-hmm. So those are some of the things that, you know, as we begin to talk about retiring, that was one of the areas that I, I realized in making the plans. You know, uh, I started planning for retirement 20 years ago. Wow. And that happened for two reasons. One, one of my coworkers, who was a nun in Santa Rosa, we were working for the county, she said, you have to start enjoying your retirement while you're still young and you can dance and you can eat and you can play all night don't wait until you're can't walk (laughs) can't eat and can't dance and then another friend said you have to think about multiple streams of income not just one job not just one and not just one retirement Mm -hmm. but a multiple stream so 20 years ago, I realized I had to think about multiple streams. Of oh, I income. see. So not just have a 4OK. Have no. a 4OK, one, and then something else, and, something and a little else. something else. That's right. Well, we see what happened to a lot of 401ks, right? That's right. A lot of poor people, right. a lot of people, unfortunately, lost their retirement. Mm-hmm. Too many eggs in one basket. That's right. And, and it, was, it was foreign to me when she started to talk about multiple streams of income and starting to think of that way before retiring. Yeah, 20 minutes, 20 years before you're retiring. It's a long time. I mean, I know people that are a year away and they're not even thinking about it. But it was incredible. And what I learned was 
you start to think about, okay, how do I get multiple streams? Well, multiple streams come from your investments. Mm-hmm. So not just your, your retirement, not just your 401k, but do you invest in additional property? Do you invest in a business? Mm-hmm. Uh, do you do, for us in our business, do you do a private practice? Uh, what I did was I started teaching. So I worked for the county. I worked for Kaiser. I had a 401k. I was teaching at Sac State. I moonlighted with uh, foster care. I've always known you to have multiple jobs. <laughs> yes. So what it ended up being when when I did the transition, I had this multiple stream of income coming in, which allows me to have some of the freedom. Mm-hmm. But it didn't come without researching and to all the women listening and men listening think about research research out there what you want and and really think about how you want to spend your life and Eckhart Tolle came up with the power of now when he talked about to live in the now and, and I really believe in living in the now, even as we are planning for the future. But you have to enjoy what you're doing to be able to create that ability to do what you want. Same as you, Kathy. I mean, right. I think you, if you don't, you've done that. Yeah, if you don't enjoy what you're doing now, it doesn't matter how much planning you do, you're not going to enjoy your retirement either because yeah. you're not going to be in the now then either. It's really a mindset and a way of being... It is a mindset. And, and, and one of the things that I, I truly, really picked up on was also monitoring your money. Ladies, that is an area that sometimes we have challenges with. Monitor your retirement. And I didn't understand that. And I, I worked for Kaiser, and we had a woman named Venus who was the lady, when you got to retire, you called her. And I remember calling her many, many years ago, and one of the things we talked about was monitoring your money. Don't just let it sit there, know where it's going, and know how to move it around. Learn yourself. So I learned a lot. Mm -hmm. I would go home and grab books and papers and the computer and call people, and I learned how to pay attention to where my dollars were going and also challenging the investment guys and saying, hey, you know, what? why don't we do this or why don't we do that? Mm-hmm. So we have to, on top of all of that, we have to stay on top of our money. We have to know what's going on with it. And I think it's also good to challenge your investment people. I think so, too. Because, you know, you're not the only person they're looking out after, so they might miss something. And even though they would laugh at me, I would say, <laughs> that's okay. I don't care if you're laughing. I want to know. And and I, I really think that that's a, a, a big piece for us. And to read, Dave Ramsey is uh, an incredible resource in terms of, how to manage money and how to make your money work for you. Mm-hmm. And I learned something from Dave Ramsey that I teach now to all of my clients, all of my students. Dave Ramsey said, if you start at 18 years old investing $100 a month in an account and don't touch it until you're 50, you will have 
more than enough money. Mm-hmm. And and he uses a formula that you'd have over a million dollars. Right. A lot of the banks have those calculators now and you can plug the um, information in how much you started with your age mm-hmm. when you want to retire and if you start at 18 it's not that difficult to be a millionaire by the time you're 50 that's absolutely as right. long as you're consistent and dedicated and leave that money untouched that's something i wish i knew i wish somebody told me that a long time ago it was like foreign to us very foreign no the one whole idea, about that. or the idea of being a millionaire that's right you know that's right we were talking about this earlier that you know it's interesting that we have this um that retirement is a goal. People are working for their retirement, which is so peculiar to me because retirement is just another stage of life. It's not a goal. You're going to get there, God willing, you're going to get there one way or another. Um, But really for us, and I think so many people who can't retire now, it's a change of venue. It's not retirement. I mean, look at the two of us. We probably could retire financially, be reasonably well off, but we don't want to. Absolutely. I want to Absolutely. keep providing to my community to, you know, add, add and contribute, contribute. And I got, so, I need something to do. Provide service. Provide service. And enjoy for, providing service. Right. And it's different now because you don't have that um, angst where you got to get right. the reports. The deadlines are different and the push is different. It's much more relaxed. Sort of like, I wish I started working now. Exactly. Instead of the last 40 years where I was beating my head against a wall a lot of the time. That's right. We're going to take a break now and we'll be back with Doris Jones in just a minute. Thank you so much. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. How are you doing in your life? Do you control your life or does it control you? In our hectic, overconnected world, do you spend too much time feeling tired and wired? Tune in to Master Your Life with hosts Leah Mattinson and Dr. Howard Rankin for inspiration, insight, and intelligence on how to gain control of yourself and your life. Along with some inspirational and knowledgeable guests, Leah and Howard will give you the tools needed to help you on your journey. Tune in every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. When you see someone, are you seeing the person or the perception? We see labels such as fat, thin, black, white, rich, poor, but we don't always see the true identity. Listen for New Dimensions with Reverend Nicholas Barrett. On this program, we'll embrace the breaking down of societal paradigms, our norms, and acceptance of our false selves. You can find your identity the way that God intended. Forget all the labels that you think you see. Tune in every Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Empowerment. Are you looking for life's answers? How about the meaning of true self? Can you really be a better person overnight? Well, good luck with that. Now, if you want to know more about this insane world and life we lead, tune in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. You'll learn about how the brain operates under different psychological conditions. Some common sense. Heck, you might just actually learn something. Listen Fridays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment.
You are listening to Make Life Work with Kathy Ellis. Kathy would love to hear from you with any questions or comments you might have. Please send your emails by clicking the email host button on the Make Life Work show page. Now back to the show. Welcome back. This is Kathy and Doris Jones. We were just talking about finances, and during the break, we were we continued the conversation. And one of the things that I'd like people to think about is redefining what they think of as success. We're we're all sort of taught that success is a, accumulating money, and so you know if you're going to retire with that million dollars, but if you redefine what success is for you, it's going to create a lot more give room for a lot more happiness. And during breakfast this morning, I was telling Doris a story about my dad. I may have told you all this before. My dad, my mom had passed and my dad was talking about his success as a business person and saying, suggesting that perhaps he would have been more successful if he had, let's say, played the game. Um, And I said to dad, the definition of success He was talking about money. I said, Dad, the definition of success is how much love and laughter you have in your life. He was washing the dishes at the time, and he spun around, and he looked at me, and he said, if that's the definition of success, then I have been very successful in my life. And I think that's what we need to do is redefine what is success. If it's just the accumulation of products and material items, then the little Down syndrome kids or other people can't have success by that definition and that's so far from the truth I think every Down syndrome child is in itself themselves a success Um, so redefining how we look at things really helps improve and increase our happiness that is so so true Kathy and when we talked about it earlier today I had to stop and think about in terms of my own life you know what what is success for me and success for me, at this wonderful age of 69, is saying, thank you, thank you, because I have the ability to move. I have the ability to be active, do the things I want to do, and share with 15, 18 students in the classroom. I I still teach at Sac State. I teach social work practice and I'm active and I enjoy it. I love it. And so what I have defined for me in terms of retirement is living life to the fullest, Mm -hmm. enjoying every minute of it and not living in regret of what I didn't get or didn't do, but what I am doing now, right now, what, and what led you to this point? And talking about retirement, you know, it's it, it, we're to the place now where we have so much knowledge and experience. Now is not the time to retire. Now is the time to share that knowledge and yes. experience. And I yes. was feeling a little sad that I was going to retire as a therapist, and then do food photography and blogging. And then Voice America called me, and so I got this radio show, and I get to now share what I've learned for the 35-plus years I've been working. That's right. And and we, we do it in so many different ways. You know, so I don't, 
I don't know. I, I, I agree with you. It's not retiring. It's transitioning to another era. Another era. That's you right. Know, and, and I remember going to a workshop when I was planning my retirement, and, and one of the presenters said, how about looking at moving on this next journey? Mm-hmm. Where is the next journey going to be? Where are you going to go? And how are you going to do it? And that's what it is. It's about the journey. It's a new journey. It's a new journey, and it's an incredible journey. But again, we have to prepare for the journey. Or or we find ourselves caught in the old stories. Yes. And and I think that's where coaching comes in, and Mm -hmm. that's where sharing with people in individual or group settings that this is an opportunity for you to rewrite the course. Mm-hmm. rewrite your own course. What do you mm. want it to be? What do you want it to look like? You have an opportunity. Remember, Kathy, when we used to do the um, treasure maps? Yes. And we used to have people do treasure maps. They yes. call them vision boards now. Yes. But I have people do treasure maps. I have my students do it so that they get a different perspective of life. And from a co- I'm a cognitive behaviorist, so I'm all about the brain and the mind, and that is excellent because the, uh, when you want to restructure your cognition, you want to write. You don't want to just think. You want to speak. It's like doing your spelling tests. You look at the word. You read the word. You think of the word. You spell the word. Then you do it all out loud, and that's cognitive restructuring. So doing a treasure map or a map of what you want your life to look like really changes your cognition and helps you get unstuck. Yes, because you get to see it. Yes, it's visualized. It's visualized. And, and, and one, of the, one of the key components of a vision board or a treasure map is not sharing it with people who are not of like mind. So you have to be very cautious about the energy flow that goes to your treasure map or to your vision board. People discourage. There's they too discourage. much discouragement. Right. Yes. Yes. And fear. Mm-hmm. A lot of it is fear. Right. You know, we, we live in a country that's made of fear. We, we, we're scared to do anything because, you know, we don't want to lose our money. We don't want to do this. We don't want to do that. But what is so critical for us is to be able to trust that we are living our dream. I heard Oprah. I, I just had this wonderful experience Fourth of July at Essence in New Orleans, not knowing Oprah was going to be the final, the finale of the day. Fun. So Oprah comes on and her topic was, do not lose your dream. And I was watching my mother sitting there who did not move, just sat there and was listening to Oprah talk about my dream Mm -hmm. and don't lose it. Stay focused on your dream Mm -hmm. and pay attention to the people who come in your life and distract you from your dream. Here's a, here's an example of that. I want to, when you were talking, I was just thinking of this about, this is about being in the moment. So as soon as you mentioned the name Oprah, there's a number of people that have an immediate negative opinion, right? Because she's grown so big that people have to kind of push up against that. Oh, her, this, that, and the other, instead of listening to what she has to say, yeah. they're judging her. And who cares? She's yeah. made. She's 
made tons of money and helped tons of people. I don't care if you like her or not. She's saying something reasonable and decent to listen to, but people get stuck. And you were talking about the, Nate, we were talking about the discouragement and the fear. People are different. And today I see just so much judgment holding people down. You know, you're not like me, so something's wrong with you. And I'm thinking, God, I hope nobody's like me because the poor people, you know, (laughs) God bless the person that thinks like I do, that's you know? Right. That's right. And I want differences. Exactly. And and I think that that's, that's, you know, when we start to think about our lives, whether we are 20 right now thinking about what I want to do when I'm 60 or we're 40 or 50 or even 60 right now, you know, some of the tools that people can use is vision boards. Mm-hmm. You know, look it up and it's all online. Uh, treasure map vision boards. Also, asking yourself these wonderful questions. You know, what did I want when I was this little girl mm. or this little boy? What did I dream about? You know, what happened to that dream? You know, being able to ask yourself those questions. You know, write down on, on, a, on a sheet of paper, what would I like to do in my life right now mm-hmm. without censoring it? Right. Tara Cole Whitaker teaches that, that what stops us from doing what we want to do is these statements of, I can't do it. I don't have any money to do it. Mm-hmm. I can't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, that kind of attitude that stops us from it, moving. I do. When I work with people that are having life changes, like they want to change a job or marriage or town, um, to play, I say play, shoot for the moon. Because they're stuck. They can't make the decision. Shoot for, say, the moon. shoot for the moon. Now, or read the one ads from A to Z. Now, you're not going to be an accountant or a, or, or, or a zoo owner, but read them because it opens up your mind. Well, you could. Well, you could. If that's your dream. But open up. You know, if, you, if you're thinking about where to move, think about the world. Just play with it. Then let go of the decision, and the decision will come to you. Right. And when it comes to you... It's like that sweet spot on a tennis racket, that note on a violin, that crack of the bat. When they know it's a home run, there's a moment in time, it's a split second, but all else stops. And it is resonant. It is congruent. And that's the right decision. And with clients, I've asked them when they're not paying attention, when they're not defended, the, it, what about what you want to do and the immediate question answer they give me is the answer that's true they'll say you know let's say me well where do you want to live Italy well you know I'm going there but so I might say Italy but then that second after that I'll go but that's right that's well but you know it's such a hard move and wow. it is a hard move I'm telling you um, but I don't think I can do it but it's that first moment the answer that's congruent and that's what I need to strive for and that's what everybody needs to strive for and I think what Doris is saying about writing things down is is really important what about social uh, relationships and social networks relationships are critical and something that I I was sharing with you earlier that I, I realized for myself that one thing that was missing as I was planning my retirement was the partnership with others. Mm-hmm. If if I had to do it all over again, I would engage or bring in other women or men that were planning retirement. So together as a team, there would be more people researching more areas mm-hmm. and being able to collaborate and support each other. 
and I had some support, but I just could imagine of this community, this village. Like a book club. Working together. Like a book club. A retirement yes, club. Yes, yes. And you and can talk about investments. Yes, you can talk, talk about, about shopping. <clears throat> well, somebody like me that's a homebody, because I am, and I could be a recluse if I didn't have to go to the grocery store. Um, <laughs> so I can see there's some danger for someone like me going into retirement where you don't have to go to an office every day. <clears throat> it would be very easy for me to sit here day after day and actually not talk with anybody else because right. I, you know, I live right. alone. So I think to some degree I have to force myself. Of course, moving to another country will help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you have to make sure you've got that support system built in. And I do or I wouldn't be yeah. moving. I That's have right. a support system in Italy already, and I'm That's just so right. excited and it can't is so wait. Exciting. Yeah. Yes. yes, it is. Yes, and, and, and they're a very social group over there. So I, I, I think I'll be dragged out of my house probably a little more than I would be here. Well, you have some French bread yes. and, and great wine and all that prosciutto. wonderful. Yeah, yes. Yes, yes, yes. And when we talk about relationships, you know, again, our society says you have to be paired up. But we're right. not talking about that. We're talking no. about social networks. We're talking about networks. And uh, we can talk about relationships as well because it is important mm-hmm. you know, to have relationships. But different types of relationships. That's right. Yeah. We have to go for We'll go to a break now and we'll be back. Stay tuned. what makes the most successful people tick keep listening to the voice america empowerment channel VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. how do you define work is it that mundane monday through friday place that seems to be sucking a third of your life out of you or have you made it a place of personal fulfillment achievement and purpose If you are looking to make your work life the latter, tune in to Working on Purpose with Elise Cortez. There are all kinds of inspiring work-life stories told by people who have made work something to look forward to every day. Working on Purpose can be heard every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. Do you feel alone trying to conquer life's challenges? Do you feel that there's sometimes nowhere to turn and nobody really understands? Remember, you are not alone. Every week, host April Joy Ford, who has faced adversity as a constant in her life, helps you rise above life's challenges with your own blueprint meant to discover the powerful you. April's challenges have included childhood sexual abuse, becoming a widow and single parent at 32, and other such curveballs. She'll help you get empowered holistically every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Moving forward can be difficult to do sometimes. There is always something going on. Many times, nobody else knows exactly what you're going through. If you are experiencing pain or loss, even something that is unexplained that is missing in your life, you'll want to tune into Go For It with host Joe Hausman. Joe and her guests will show you laughter and love. Sometimes you just need something a little positive in your week. Make that spot Tuesday mornings at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You are listening to Make Life Work with Kathy Ellis. 
Kathy would love to hear from you with any questions or comments you might have. Please send your emails by clicking the email host button on the Make Life Work show page. Now back to the show. Hello again, and thanks for tuning in. I'm with Doris Jones today, and we're talking about retirement. Boy, this hour is just whizzing by. It's a delightful conversation to be with my very my very old friend. She's not very old. We've been friends for a very long time. Where were we, Doris? So we were talking about relationships. We were talking about relationships, and I had just talked about forming a group and a mm-hmm. support system. But we also have to talk about our personal relationships, and I think it's important because when we start to reach certain points in our lives, we are really concerned about having people who care about us yes. and people that we care about. Now, of course, in our typical society, we think about a partner, right. you know, uh, the life partner that we all want, you know, the man we want in our lives and or men, the women you want in your lives are if we're interested in same-sex partners, because right. I think we live in a society that is all acceptable. Yes. And so when you get into getting into the retirement time, you have a lot of time to date. Yes. <laughs> you know, dating is a great time. Now, dating takes many shapes. And again, this is where you have to be creative because we might not be able to go dancing all night mm-hmm. anymore. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we could go out and if you're in Sacramento, you could go to um, Crawdads and find yourself up there if you could walk up the steps. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but. But we, you know, we have opportunities to meet people, too. There are classes at the university that we could take that are reasonable. There's uh, trips that you could take. There's a lot of single traveling groups. Lots of single traveling groups that you can meet very, very interesting people. So there's so many ways of developing uh, friendships so that we don't feel like we've reached this particular point in our lives and and we're alone. All alone. But now we also have to keep in mind that some people do want to be alone. So we have to accept that as well. Yeah, it's okay. It's all right. It's interesting when you're talking about finding uh, social networks and groups to be part of the International Food Blogging Conference, which I mentioned a couple times ago and I attended a couple weekends ago. It was a surprise to me. I'm not a big group person. Like I mentioned, I'm a homebody, and the idea of going somewhere sometimes scares me a little bit. It's like, oh, God, i got to meet new people, even though I love people. But this particular group, so sometimes maybe join something that you just like doing, not with the purpose of meeting somebody, but I have got to tell you through this international food blogging conference, I have made some wonderful friends. There was just such a warm, accepting group, yeah. and very supportive of each other, even though we're sort of in competition, not really, but kind of. And, and that surprised me. So you could find groups or clubs or something that has something to do with your interests right. and then meet people that way. Well, remember, uh, I can't remember now who wrote the book, Do What You Love and Everything Else Will Follow, including the money. Mm-hmm. So it's if you really want to try something out, do it. Mm -hmm. You know, food blogging. Yes. uh, If you want to do crafts of some sort, you know, whatever it is you want to do. Go do something, yes. Travel. I travel Amtrak. 
Oh, I love the train. And I, I love meet the some of the most incredible people that I stay in touch with. I met a woman this summer when I was traveling cross country, and she was traveling alone from England. And she had did her transition. She wasn't working anymore. And she was over here for six months just wow. having fun. And it was just amazing listening at her experiences. So there's so much that we could do. We're, and we have to keep moving to stay alive. alive. And that's physically, figuratively, and literally. You have to keep moving. You spiritually have to keep your mind moving right. and your body moving. Right. You know, I've got my hips going out, and I notice it's so much easier to sit yes. <laughs> for long yes. periods of time. And then yes. I'm basically frozen by the time I try to stand up. Mm-hmm. Some of, I think, retirement or as we're saying changing venues there's there's discipline involved yes even though we didn't think about that earlier you know you think about discipline for work you got to get up or exercise or whatever that there's discipline here discipline around money making sure you don't start to shut down your mind or your heart that's right you know making forcing yourself to get out if you're homebody like me reaching out reaching Reaching out. out Reaching out is so easy not to reach out, but reaching out to people and, you know, looking. A lot of times I will look in the paper on the weekends to see what's going on. Like oh, they yeah. had a home design show and like, okay, I'm going to go do that. Fun. I'm going to go and see what's new. What could I do differently to my place? Mm-hmm. What are some of the things that I could add that's going to that's going to change some of the complexion of what's here. Yes. So I think we have to be very, very creative and, and willing to take the risk. Yes, willing. Step out of that box we put ourselves in. You know, we put ourselves in a box. And at this age, it's a, it's kind of a box with hard, tall walls yes. at some point. It's a lot of what Terry Cole says. I don't know how to do it. I can't do it. Mm-hmm. I'm afraid to do it. It's right. not going to work for me. Right. It's going to backfire. I did it once before and it didn't work. So we we have these themes running. And one of the things which is a good tool for us is to think about what is the theme I carry. Correct. That's correct. And coaching helps you. You don't have to go to a therapist by the... Sometimes therapists are very important. Yes. That said, you don't have to go to a therapist to figure some of this stuff out. I don't, you know, we were in this field um, to figure some of this stuff out. This is perfect coaching material is to help figure out where you're stuck and ways to get around that. When you say taking the risks, it's funny. People have told me over and over about moving to Italy that I'm courageous and brave. And I just, to me, that's so funny. To me, it's just something I'm doing, jumping out of a plane is courageous courageous and brave and something I would never, ever, ever do, no interest in doing. But moving to me isn't taking a risk. I see what people are saying because I see it intellectually, but I don't feel it. So I guess I would say is having a little, ma- a little bit of naivete is probably a good thing. <laughs> There's another piece to it also, Kathy, because part of what I hear, especially when you started talking about going to, you know, you went on the trip last year. Yes. And then you came back and said, I'm moving. Yes. And I heard the excitement. Yes. It was the excitement. You went there and you connected. You know, part of what happens to us is we don't connect. And if we connect with certain things, we talk ourselves out of it. Mm -hmm. But you connected and you decided to follow through on it. Mm-hmm. And you made the decision. 
And for those of us in your life who love you and care about you, we want you to do what you connected to because that is what keeps you alive. See, we got to remember our heart wants to be pumping and feeling that's good. That's right. That's right. And if you're not doing what you are not connected to, then you're not going to feel good. Right. So, but you also prepared for it. I mean, you didn't just come back and <laughs> sold your house and took off and ran. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you actually made a plan. Yes. There's and a you're plan. doing the plan mm-hmm. as well as the excitement of doing it. It's very exciting to me. Yes. There's, and like I said earlier, there's there's a network over there now that yeah. I have. And I don't know if you're listening, Kathy and Enrico, but I want to say hello to Kathy. She had a little trouble the other day, and we're wishing her well. And if Jennifer is listening, Jennifer, say hi to Doris. Yes. She knows Doris. It's, it's the excitement that, that you have generated for you. And I would hope that most people that are doing things are generating those wonderful connections in their lives, you know, so that they can move to the next phase. Because ultimately, really, it is about relationships, isn't it? It It doesn't matter how many houses you have. It's about the connections. Mm -hmm. It's about the the good feeling, you know, that you get from connecting to the people that are going to be there guiding you and supporting you as you're moving to that next phase. And having fun doing it, you know, because you are having fun doing it here. Yes, I'm very having a lot of fun. And I think, you know, there's a lot of love walking on the earth. We have a lot of trouble, but there's a lot of love. And I think if you go out there, you'll see the people that what Doris is saying that are supportive and caring and encourage you, not discourage you, even though that's not the path they would take. Mm-hmm. They see that's the path you're taking and they, that's right. they're, you know, rejoicing that with you. You can find those people and then the judgmental people that are dispirited and just just go around them that's right they're hurting that's right and allow but you know the 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 thing that we've learned as therapists in our lifetime is allowing people to create their own reality yes and supporting them in their own reality is not about taking people out of it so if someone is deciding to do absolutely nothing and just let life dictate it, that's their choice. It's not our choice. Right. But it's their choice. Their choice. So you support people in that choice, and you hope that life will give them some different roads, that they will identify that dream. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, go back to Oprah, I think it's the dream. You You know, we hear so much about the dream, and we forget about it. Mm -hmm. We forget about what it is that makes me get up in the morning and I am just feeling so good and I want to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, when I get up and I think about going to teach at Sac State, I am excited about it. So I have these students sitting in my classroom, 18 or 20 students, that each one of them are so excited about coming into the field of social work. Isn't that and I'm like, wow, yeah. they're coming in. They're coming and they're me. Yes. They're that little me. When I walked in this field, you know, 40-something years ago. Right. We don't want to tell you exactly how many years ago. But 40-something years ago. That's, I'm, I'm just feeling so like I'm birthing these kids. Right. It's like I'm watching them grow. And I'm accepting who they, who they are as individuals. So 
And now you have so much wisdom and experience to share with them. And I think that in itself is exciting. It is. I know for me, sometimes I can maybe be a little, little intrusive because I get excited about the knowledge I have mm-hmm. and sharing it. But you were saying something about having clients that or somebody that just wants to do it this way. And we have to honor that because right. they, they thought it out and that's what they want to do. I don't think in my whole career I ever said to a client, I think you should. No. Follow that with anything. No. I think you need to. No. I don't think I've ever said that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it's basically, what do you want to do? Exactly. Well, I can help you figure that out for yourself, but it's your information. It's your answers. You have all the answers. That's right. And I get a little right. discouraged. I know there's a lot of self-help books out there, and I get a little concerned about that because people are looking outside themselves for their answers, and your answers come to you if you can still your mind. If you can just sit in that quietness long enough. Yeah, they will come to you. uh, The the whole concept of mindfulness meditation, Mm -hmm. Zen Cabot, you know, just sit there and and allow yourself to meditate and stay quiet and peaceful. So wonderful to do. It's difficult for a lot of people to quiet their mind. Yes, it is. We're going to take a break and we'll be back. This is the home of the top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success drivers. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. Women in sport has come a long way in a reasonably short time. In the 1950s, most women's sport was casual, recreational competition, followed by snacks or a light lunch. Today, women's sport is competitive, powerful, and in the mainstream. Whether it's collegiate, Olympics, or professional leagues, tune in to Women and Sport The Long Road Up, where you'll discover the path that women's sport has taken over the past 50 years and more. Featuring your host, Carol A. Oglesby. Listen Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America empowerment it's time to access your magic tune in each week to living in the magic of possibilities with your host glenice hughes our topics cover finances personal health business relationships mediumship and so much more if you want to access all that is possible in your life listen to glenice and her expert guests who've turned the impossible into the possible living in the magic of possibilities is heard live every thursday at 3 p.m pacific time 6 p.m eastern time on the voice america empowerment channel If you're in an unhealthy relationship or you want to know what helps you avoid being in an unhealthy relationship, be sure to tune into Tamar's Relationship Transformations. Host, author, and certified relationship coach Tamar Neal uses real scenarios from her experience as a 911 operator and counselor to change the way you see potentially abusive relationships. Tune in every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Build a better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. You are listening to Make Life Work with Kathy Ellis. Kathy would love to hear from you with any questions or comments you might have. Please send your emails by clicking the email host button on the Make Life Work show page. Now back to the show. Hello, 
Hello, hello again, and we're talking with Doris Jones today about transitioning into the new phase of our life. Other people call it retirement. One of the things during the break we were talking about was boundaries. I'm a big fan of limits and boundaries of all ages. But one of the things we know is the elderly are preyed on, and we're not elderly yet. Doris and I are still very young. But we're started, we're, you know, senior citizens. Oh God. Um, senior citizens, and that means target for a lot of bad people out there. So we'll, we're gonna end this segment, or, or this segment we're gonna talk about that support system, but limits and boundaries. And one of the things I was thinking is giving your permit, friends permission to question you. So a friend comes in and there's all these envelopes on the table and maybe I have my checkbook out and they're going, what are you doing? Who are you sending money to? Because you know the scams. Mm-hmm. Or I say, oh, I've got these these guys knocked on the door and they want to fix my roof. You know, I need my roof fixed. And I give I need to give my friends permission to go, wait, what are you talking about? Who were these people? Let's go to the phone book instead. Mm-hmm. Especially somebody like me who tends to trust everybody, unfortunately. And I'm you know pretty naive that way and give everybody the benefit of the doubt. You know, it, it is true, and we see so many cases where uh, the elderly gets um, taken yes. financially uh, because they're isolated, and there's so much secrecy. You know, we, we live in this world of secrecy, mm-hmm. and we don't share with each other, and, and so that's where I think that support system come in, mm-hmm. and so you talking to someone, you're saying, you know, um, this person needs this much money, and I gave it to them, or... Uh, the person knocked on the door and they're going to fix my windows. Right. And and so the person will say, as you're, you're just saying there, wait a minute, let's check the Better Business Bureau for this person. Right. Let's see what their name is. So that there's a support, there's a help. And, and somehow we have to build that more in our communities. We're not doing enough of that. And, We're not. And in Roseville, we have uh, the Next Door, which is uh, a web base, uh, and it kind of list what goes on in the neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that comes in there is watch out for this person. And they That's describe cool. this person's coming around and this is what they're doing. So people get to see that. And I try to get as many people as I possibly can in Roseville on next door. Look at it. And they send these messages out. And it protects you. It protects you from some of the scams that's right. going on. They talk about the scams. They talk about the telephone scams right. and all of that. And I think that's so important for us, especially in this wonderful time of our life, because we want to have fun. Wonderful, right. We want to go exercise. So if we want to walk around down the street, we have to be safe. Right. So we have to think about, okay, I'm not 21 anymore. Right. So what do I take when I walk down the street? Well, I take my cell phone, but I don't talk on my cell phone when I'm walking down the street, right? Because you're distracted. That's right. right. You're not paying attention. Right. So you got your cell phone with you just in case someone is... And that cane. Are you uncomfortable? That proverbial cane. That's right. That you're going to whack them with. And the cane you're going to whack them with. That's right. (laughs) Or you go to the gym and work out. I think also we're so stuck on being embarrassed for mistakes. Yes. And I'm... One that has actually never been embarrassed for mistakes that I make. I'm embarrassed for other reasons, but mistakes are what I do. They're not who I am. Absolutely. And in our culture, unfortunately, and I'm talking about the American culture at this point, that we teach our kids that mistakes are who they are. And if they make a mistake, they're just a piece of 
junk and mm-hmm. and they're stupid and all that. And I don't know how I escaped all that because I maybe it's because I'm used to making mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> I had to get used to it at some point, but I'm a firm believer that mistakes are what I do. They are not who I am. Right. My character right. is set. My character is who I am. And I've got good character and I make mistakes all the time. But I think a lot of older people or anybody for that matter is afraid to reach out and say, I think I'm being taken because they're afraid to say I've made a mistake and I've been taken. Right. And instead That's of, you true. know, hollering going, Oh my God, I've been taken. Somebody help me out here. What do I do next? Exactly. So I was being stupid and it's okay. And doesn't mean I'm a bad person means I was being too trustful or something. And I think we have to, in a society, we have to make it safe for people to say that. Yes, without criticizing and right. judging. Enough of that stuff. we blame a lot. And Boy, do we ever. So once we can move out of that and make it safe for an individual to say, I need help. Right. And that we're there to give them the help. I think that's the critical piece. And what you just said, blame. So you have an 85-year-old that comes out and says, I've lost tens of thousands of dollars on this scam, we blame the 85-year-old. Yes. We don't blame the idiot that scammed them. Right. Try right. to watch my language. <laughs> it's like we were talking the other day. We have a whole network now about teaching victims of bullying to how not be victims of bullying. That's we're right. not putting one second into talking to people about how not to be a bully. That's right. And that's the side I want to be on. Uh, those are the folks I want to talk to. We need to put the burden of change mm-hmm. on the people that are messing up. I agree, Kathy. And I think that's a, it's another great show for you to do is talking about that because when you see it, most of the kids, like there's a little boy recently that just uh, committed suicide oh, because he was bullied. You know, and I'm thinking, come on, what, what was going on at the school? Why right. were they not handling that? And then what people will say was... Oh, well, he would, they'll come out with some mental illness. They'll go, oh, well, he was mentally ill. Right. Wait a minute. Right. If you don't know, then don't push people over the edge. If people are one step right. to the edge, don't push, don't them. push them. It's not his fault That's right. that he had mental illness. It's the bully's fault right. that pushed him over the edge, period. Yeah, we just It's just so much that we can do to stop that. And it happens with the elderly, too. All the time. A lot of it, a lot of making fun and... You know, and I think that we just have to stop and realize that we have to give support and love and caring to people in our communities and respect them. So it's that person at the checkout stand who is 85 again and fumbling and not getting it right. And the people in line are getting frustrated. And I think you'll be lucky if you make it to 85 and you're fumbling around, That's you'll right. be lucky. So have Your some patience. Your is going to take you out of here. That's the truth. Doris is transitioning into coaching, like I am, from being a therapist. And there's a couple things that you were going to go over this real briefly. But could you tell people your phone number? Oh, yes, I sure will. Uh, My number is 916-300-6361. And if I am not available, please just leave a message and I would get right back to you. And I'll post it on the Facebook page. Thank you. This is her business line. And what kinds of coaching are you interested in doing? I am challenging with that right now, as I said to Kathy earlier. That's why I want some some of you to call her, <laughs> to help my, her 
figure it out. My dream, and this is one of those dreams I've had, was to do mother-daughter relationship because I think that that because they're difficult. Period. One of the most challenging relationships yes, we have. Absolutely. And in my own relationship with my daughter, uh, my mother died when I was very young, and I have a mother who just took me into her family, and it's just a beautiful relationship. But that's what I'm hoping to be moving my next journey into. And I think it's fabulous. I've worked with a lot of women who are talk who have come into counseling to talk about their adult daughters. Right. And how their adult right. daughter, the difficulty and the nature of those yes. relationships. We could do a show on We could on do a that show. One. That would yeah. be great fun. <laughs> Tell everybody your number again, please. Uh, my number is 916-300-6361. And I'm Doris. Doris Jones. Thank you. And what? So, what do you? What's your next adventure? We just have a couple minutes left here. What's your next adventure for fun? We're traveling. What are you going to do now? I'm going to Arizona on September 10th to see my college alumni, Grand State University, play the Arizona uh, uh, University of Arizona football team. But most of all, I'm going to watch the band. <laughs> <laughs> So if any of you are able to watch it on TV, the band is incredible. That's my next one, September 10th. I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> when are you going um, to the South again? Any any train trips coming up? November. In November. November. Yeah, November again. Doris had mentioned the train earlier. It's a great way to meet people. I'm just going to put out uh, um, some kudos for the train travel. Oh, yes, I it. did uh, take a train from California to Florida. It was fabulous. I polled everybody I spoke to, why are you traveling by train? And the majority of the answers were because it's the civilized way to travel. That's right. You meet such wonderful you do, people. You meet on the wonderful train. people. Thank yes, you so much. much for coming well, up today. Thank you for having me. I this appreciate great it. Fun. It was. It was. You really thank made you. this so easy for me today. Well, thank you. <laughs> it definitely made it easy for me. And thank you all for listening. Yes, it was great fun. Next week, there'll be something else. In- Thank you for tuning in to Make Life Work. Please join your host, Kathy Ellis, again next Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until our next show, try to see your life and world through a new perspective.